to another episode of Seizing Adulthood with me, AD. And me, Herwin. A weekly podcast where we talk about our misadventures in adulthood so that you can learn from mistakes without having to make them. And we can tell you how not to adult. This episode is the first part of our two-part Halloween special this week where we will be giving away two Spooktober boxes worth 1,500 pesos and a small Spooktober box with a Chucky Funko Pop. Wanna play? (laughs) Yes, as in (laughs) Chucky, the good guy doll from the slasher film franchise, Child's Play. To get a chance to win them, all you have to do is to listen to the podcast, stay tuned for the details, and not just skip to that part because it shows on the analytics, guys. Uh And of course, follow us on Instagram at Seizing Adulthood. Today's episode is obviously about scary movies, and I am such a huge fan of the horror genre and all of its subgenres. From the supernatural to thriller, psychological to sci-fi to slasher, eh, you name it, and I'd want to see it. But the one thing I can't take at all is gory torture horror. Like Saw, Hostel, and The Human Centipede. They're just disgusting. When it comes to favorites, mine of course is the Evil Dead franchise. Ashley Williams. Groovy. But hey, the Evil Dead franchise is a splatter gore film. How hey. come you like that? But it ain't torture. There's something about torture that isn't fun for me to watch at all. I like horror as well, despite being a boss in real life. But I especially like Asian horror films. Mm. Still, the original Ring trilogy is my favorite from the Asian horror genre. And Science by M. Night Shyamalan is on my top 10 list. Along with The Shining, Psycho, and Pet Cemetery, Gage. With some of the more recent ones that I like, like Hereditary oh, good and film, good film. Crimson Peak. I like that. Oh, and Hill House, but that's a series. And unlike you, I'd rather watch gory films than watch supernatural films that deal with demonic possessions, like The Exorcist, because those just give me nightmares. She really does hate those. I remember watching The Exorcist for the first time and I got chills just watching Linda Blair slowly transform. I just think that out of all the horror subgenres, they're the most likely to happen in real life and some of them are actually based on a true story. So nah, I'd rather stick to fictional horror. That way, I can tell myself that there's no way this could happen to me in real life, which is why I love zombie films, because apocalyptic horror is fun. Brains. World War Z is on the top of my zombie list, along with 28 Weeks Later. Oh, oh, and Shaun of the Dead, best horror comedy. We should definitely rewatch that. Makes me want to watch the Cornetto trilogy all over again. But enough about that. This episode is all about horror. Sometimes, it makes me wonder why people still watch scary films when they know they'd probably have nightmares after. So, I asked our dear friend Google, and it turns out people enjoy the unrealism of horror films, which is what makes those based on real events way scarier. If you like watching horror movies as much as we do, but get scared after watching them, listen to us tell you what not to do and how not to be scared after watching a horror film so you won't have to dread the scary things that may happen to you after the film credits roll. And so you won't have to carry that haunted feeling after the movie. Before we start with the tips, What was the scariest movie you've ever seen? Something Mm -hmm. that took you a while to recover from. 
probably the first child's play movie. I first saw it when I was like five, when the movie was what already six years old.、Mm-hmm. So it gave me nightmares and made me develop this weird habit of removing my dolls' heads, <laughs> and then eventually not playing with dolls at all because I was so scared. Back then, there was even a restaurant along West Avenue before. I think it was called Whistle Stop, and they had、that. a fucking life-size Chucky doll on display.、Yeah. And just to spite me, my sister Christine managed to drag the whole family to eat there twice. God, <laughs> but now it doesn't really scare me anymore. Especially the reboot last year, AI Chucky. <laughs> I rewatched the original, and it had no effect on me at all. I haven't seen it yet. Your mom always said you never liked dolls,、yeah. and you even threw them away if you ever got them as gifts.、Yeah. Wow, rich, <laughs> throwing gifts. <laughs> Only when they're dolls. I even had those expensive ceramic dolls, those porcelain ones with hyper-realistic eyes. Scary. <laughs> Gorham dolls. Elizabeth, Charlotte, and Ashley. Ashley Fuck no!、Gerald. I smashed one's head by stepping on it, which got me into trouble. Wow. Eh, no. Wala naman siyang ulo. Hindi niya ako mapapatay paggabi. <laughs> also now, now. As in right now, I kind of wish I did get rid of them before because I googled how much they were worth and. Since they were collectors' items, man, one can be sold for five hundred ninety-nine dollars. Really? Stinapon, ni mo tinapon. I think I gave them away. Could have been what for three dolls at least one thousand eight hundred dollars richer today. Yeah, but that is、huh. if they did kill me back then. <laughs> well, pangalan palang nila sa sakmalin na ako, Charlotte. <laughs> By the way, a bit of a disclaimer here. For this episode, we will be talking about a lot of horror films,、mm-hmm. so we're terribly sorry if we happen to spoil any of them for you. But yeah, there will be spoilers. You have been warned, <laughs> but we shall try our best to not give away a lot of details. We will try. Oh, and maybe we should also provide a list of the different horror movies we'll、oh, be yeah. mentioning. We should. We should. So that listeners can actually check them out for their Halloween movie marathon, if they would ever have any. Anyway. What was the scariest movie for you? Mine's The Ring. I saw it in my grandparents'、Ring、place,、dude. and I shit you not, I was dizzy and puking the whole night. Well, what my uncles were watching it, and <laughs>、yeah. I was so terrified that I didn't even finish the film. So you never finished the film. The no, never, never, never ever. <laughs> I didn't want to see Sadako anymore, so I ran to my room. Went to bed and left the door open. You know, classic you child. You let、movie. her in. No, no, no. There, there's light. <laughs> I run to the light. I run to the light. Near the open door was an old TV, and my imagination kept telling me that Sadako might come out of it while I'm I'm asleep. I couldn't well, sleep. Well, you left the door open. Or,、so. Well, I couldn't sleep, or my imagination <laughs> won't let me sleep. And the longer I thought about Sadako. The more my head started to ache, I rushed to the bathroom since there there's one inside the room and started puking in the toilet. And I puked a couple of times that night, and to this day I haven't finished the ring yet. It's the one and only film that scarred me psychologically. Really? Yeah. Well, scary. It's not. <laughs> I was. I、young. found the ring scary as well. But while watching it, yes, it was scary. <laughs> But it didn't really give me the lingering, haunting, can't sleep nightmare effect. Since I don't know, our landline phone didn't sound like that. <laughs> But yeah, it was scary. But I got over it right away. Unlike you, 
<laughs> and Frolic and Brian, Goblins Be Thine. Oh, what I watched was the Japanese ring, by the way. The American version was meh. Ugh. Oh, you know, you didn't even finish it. I finished the American one, not the Japanese one. And So we should watch that this Halloween. Yes, we will. We should. <laughs> we should. So, for how not to be scared after watching scary movies, tip number one, do not watch scary movies alone. If you're the type to get scared after watching scary movies, then save yourself from all that post-movie stress and anxiety by watching it with someone else. Or since we're in a pandemic and watching movies at the cinemas isn't exactly encouraged, you can have a Netflix or YouTube party with friends while talking on Discord or Zoom. That way, the experience is actually more fun and less scary. Some of the films that I watched alone and gave me a good amount of stress were Sinister, The Wailing, Paranormal Activity, Babadook, the original version of The Thing, and It. I was 22 when I first heard of Sinister, and the trailer instantly gave me the creeps. I watched the film, alone, mind you, and before going to bed, it got me thinking, Puta, I've seen Bugul. <laughs> What what if he's already watching me? Just he's there? watching you because you left I the think, door open. I think I had a, I had a hard <laughs> time sleeping since I can't keep that thought out of my head. I had to wake up at 2 a.m. the next day for work and my eyes were bloodshot. I barely slept and during my commute, I was still thinking of Bugul. The film haunted me for about a week before I was able to recover from it. And I never really told Adi of that experience because I know she'll laugh at me. Was That was the last film that <laughs> terrified me, by the way. And I'm a brave boy now. I'm a brave, brave boy! <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is one thing that I really regret doing before. I mean, before you. Ooh. Because I used to watch scary movies by myself all the time. Honogogai Mizuno Sokogara was the worst for me. It's from the bottom of the dark water. It's a Japanese movie back in 2002, or simply dark water in English. Again, of course, like most Japanese horror films, it did have an American remake with Jennifer Connelly, I think. But man, that gave me nightmares. And I regret watching that alone. Same with The Grudge, the original Grudge. I got so scared after watching them because there were particular scenes that stuck with me. I don't know, but there's just really something about Japanese horror that gets you. Because they have scenes, a lot of scenes, in places where you're supposed to be alone or you're supposed to feel the most comfortable being alone. Like your bathroom, your room, your house. Or watching TV. I especially hate the mirror reflection cliche. You know, the part when the main character washes his or her face by the sink, and at the moment the character looks at the mirror, there's something fucking there reflected behind him or her. Like, fuck, that gets me all the time. Bam, Bugul is watching Bugul. (laughs) Sadako's watching Ah. you, because your door's open. (laughs) No! No! I actually started watching scary movies alone in our room. And... <laughs> yes, it's prawn. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's Hagazusa, The Heathen's Curse. It's a German film and it was odd. But I know I'm not that scared anymore because you'll be in bed when I wake up. No, not me. That was balls on your face. <laughs> hey, that's another horror story. Dog balls on your face. So that's it for tip number one. Do not watch scary movies alone. 
You'll definitely get over a scary movie easier if you watch it with your friends or family or significant others. <laughs> and it actually makes it more fun because you get to talk about the scary parts after the film. It's safety in numbers, y'all. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse rule. <laughs> but if the point of you watching is because you really want to scare yourself, then by all means, go ahead and watch it alone. Next is tip number two. Do not dwell on the scary parts. Just like the saying that there's no need to dwell on the past, there is definitely also no need for you to dwell on the scariest parts of a film. The moments that stay with you long after you watch the film, those are the good scare factors. I get pretty annoyed with cheap jump scares since they only scare you at that exact moment. As an audience, it's usually the experience we're after. But sometimes, some movie moments tend to linger far longer and that's something we should look out for. The movie Event Horizon is the closest thing I can remember that had terrifying imagery. In context, Event Horizon is a spaceship that got lost in space after entering a wormhole. It entered hell! <laughs> it, it returns to our galaxy after 7 years and it sends out a distress signal. And when something returns from the unknown, Hell. you know it ain't the same. <laughs> anyway, the ship, Lewis and Clark, and its rescue crew were sent to check Event Horizon. Upon entering it, there is not a single thing alive. Well, duh. What they found next scared the shit out of me. The rescue team watched a video log of what happened to the original crew and it was fucking horrific. Like, even right now, I can hear the screams and I can see the blood. <clears throat> Mind you, I was, I think, seven years old, and it took me years to even try to watch it again. He watched it last month. Yes. When... <laughs> it wasn't even scary. <laughs> Damn. I dwelled on that fear for quite some time, and again, AD and I watched it when it came out on Netflix. Last month. Yeah, and it wasn't really that scary as I remembered it. I have come to terms with it 23 years later. This happened to me with the original Grudge movie and the Thai film Shudder. Shudder. Again, films from the Asian horror genre. After watching Shudder, I somehow always thought of Natra's face, and she lived in my head rent-free for a couple of weeks. Then, just when I got over her, I decided to watch The Grudge. So the Grudge. I got over Natra, but then now I can't get rid of Toshio. Especially since The Grudge had a lot of eerie scenes that, again happens in areas you're expected to be alone. The stairs. Like that stupid bathroom scene when a character was taking a bath, shampooing her hair, then she suddenly felt another hand on her head. Like, fuck, that was scary. I couldn't shampoo my head in peace for weeks. And then the Toshio and Kayako by the stairs scene. Like, oh my god, after that movie, I can feel my brain getting so tired of replaying scary images and scenes in my head. And then, a few years ago, when we watched Hill House, remember that scene with the bent neck lady uh -huh. hovering over Nell? Yeah, that was scary for me, and it made me sleep under the covers and prompted me to wear sleeping masks again. Oh no shit, she still wears them now. I do. So, what were the things that I did to get over the fear. I distracted myself by watching fun movies 
and slept with the lights on for days or even weeks. So yeah, do things to take your mind off the scary moments. Fill your day with things to do so that you can push out those negative and scary thoughts away. Sooner or later, you'll stop thinking about them and then eventually forget about the whole thing. It actually works. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for tip number two, do not dwell on the scary parts. Moving on to tip number three, do not forget to dissect your fears. To dissect means to cut up in parts or to examine. Therefore, when you dissect your fears, you basically deconstruct the nature of your fears. Right. So what is the best approach to overcoming any fear? You deconstruct it. You try to understand why it makes you so scared, and then you make a rational choice about it. I guess that's why I'm not affected or scared at all by apocalyptic zombie films. I enjoy the thrill and all, but the horror part of it has no effect on me whatsoever. Because I just know that it's impossible and unlikely for something like that to happen. Parang event horizon, pero 23 years akong natakot. Tapos nangyari, ano? But anyway, if in the future, the dead are somehow reanimated and are driven to eat people for fun, Right. It wouldn't even last that long because, hello, they're rotting flesh. True, it true, would true. just be impossible for them to physically exist. Also, they're always portrayed as creatures that never face a predator. But realistically, the smell of rotting flesh would attract things like, what, uh, rats, bacteria. And if you're in another part of the world, probably hyenas or vultures. <laughs> Biology. And see, this is me being rational. That's why zombie films no longer scare me. And how I wish this actually applied to all the horror films I've seen. Remember Rick? Yeah. It's a zombie film that looks like it came from a typical viral infection. But near the end of the film, it's actually demonic possession. The idea was quite unique and it even got an American remake. Which sucked. If you put the same idea of what AD just said, you get possessed by demons through saliva and scratches... It just sounds absurd, but since it's a movie, anything is possible through your imagination. Sometimes, putting logic into the simplest of things can help us overcome fear. So that's it for tip number three. Do not forget to dissect your fears. Before we move on to tip number four, let us talk about our giveaway for this episode. As mentioned earlier, we are giving away a Chucky Funko Pop. Yes, the serial killing doll and a small spooktober box. Again, if you want to see how they look, you can check our Instagram post. To get a chance to win this, all you have to do is... Number one, follow us on Instagram at Seizing Adulthood. And number two, post a photo on an Instagram story of the scariest horror movie you've seen and tell us why. Don't forget to tag us. As simple as that. One entry per person only. The giveaway is entirely free, but the winner would have to handle the shipping or delivery fee, which is why this contest is only available to Metro Mandela residents only. We will announce the giveaway winner on October 28th via Instagram. And of course, pick the one with the most creative answer. So please do join. Going back to the tips, let us now move on to tip number four. Do not watch something you know you can't handle. Before we talk about this, I just have to ask, is Battle Royale considered a horror film? Survival teen horror, uh, I guess. It's like the older brother of Hunger Games, but way, way darker. 
I first heard about it during high school and I was really hesitant to watch it since my classmates described it as something very graphic. Your 11 classmates. Yes, my 11 <laughs> classmates. I never even tried to see it until I was in college and it wasn't that bad. You know, you get high school kids thrown in an island and everyone just kills each other. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time because it was fucking survival mode at its finest on a damn island with freaking bomb neck braces. And you are given three days to fight to death because there could only be one survivor. Mm -hmm, yeah. Just one. Backstabbing at its finest. And you know, back when I was teaching, I was like, shit, if Battle Royale were to happen in my class, I can tell which students would survive and those would just die right away since... The whole thing was all about wit and grit. Oh shit, that's scary. I just used the word grit. Grit. <laughs> oh my god, that word. But, but anyway, <laughs> Battle Royale is all about shifting loyalties Ooh. and violent confrontations. Basically, high school life. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's fun. <laughs> and if you're wondering why PUBG, COD Mobile, and COD Warzone have a Battle Royale mode, it was named after this classic. Oh, that's a fact. The name for the genre itself is taken from the film and it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> because it presents a similar theme of last man standing in a shrinking play zone. Yes, that's true. So please do watch Battle Royale, yeah. But anyway, the reason I asked if it was considered horror is that back in college, I asked my friends to watch it with me, but then they couldn't because they found it too scary. Yeah. They won't survive. So, yeah. At least they admitted how they can't watch it. Tip four, again, which is do not watch something you know you can't handle, just means do not force yourself to watch something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Some people are just not built for horror, and that's fine. But if you're the type to want to overcome that fear, then start with the less scary ones, like comedy horror films like Shaun of the Dead, or if you want a more recent one, The Babysitter, Little Monsters, and oh, Ready or Not. There's still horror films, but with comedy in it, so yeah, more fun, and this way, you can enjoy a few laughs in between the scary scenes. I'd like to add Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, Happy Death Day, and of course, Zombie Land. Oh, I loved Happy Death Day. I watched that when I was in Florida with my sister and brother-in-law. It was fun. One thing that I did try to watch but ended up abandoning midway because I just couldn't continue watching was The Human Centipede. Oh, God. That film was just fucking wrong. It's gross. It's disgusting. And if you're able to sit through it, you deserve an award. Yeah, like, you really do. Or really the woman. Do. I never even tried or attempted to watch that. Ugh, <laughs> disgusting. One movie that I tried to watch and regretted after was the film Dread. I sort of experimented if I could handle films with torture, so I put a brave face on and I tried to finish it. Well, I did finish it. The scenes and ideas of slow torture was just bearable at that time, but I didn't, I, or I don't want to go through that again. The final scene of eating uh, Aircoat's meat was so fucked up. So yeah, since you know yourself better than anyone else, gauge your fear threshold and stick to films you can take than force yourself to an anxiety buffet. So that's it for tip number four. Do not watch something you know you can't handle. On to our final tip, which is tip number five. Do not forget that it's just a movie. As children... 
it was often difficult to separate reality from fantasy. That's why a lot of the old ghost stories that my elders told me like the Tikbalang, Capre, Manananggal, and of course the biggest classic of them all, Mamang Police. Puling ka ng Mumbai. <laughs> and that one, racist. so racist. <laughs> Typical Filipino. Anyway, uh, the older I grew, the more I realized that these stories are a part of someone's imagination or experience that they can't quite explain. It's the fear of the unknown. And this fear is something that horror movies shine the most. The uncertainty of events to happen since the protagonist is often unsure of how to deal with the problem and we as the audience are unsettled by that unknown thing that we see on the screen. Whatever that is, it's not a part of our daily lives and by identifying that, we can easily separate our current reality from the movies that we watch. If a horror movie scared you, then the ones behind the film did a good job. But always remember that horror movies are exaggerated and intensified to make it more convincing. I hate jump scares. Like you said, they're cheap, but I guess in my experience, the best jump scare ever is probably the one from Hill House. Remember the part when Shirley and Theo were in a heated argument in the car? And of course, you wouldn't be Uh, fucking expecting to see Nell's face pop out of nowhere. That was a jump scare that was unexpected because there were no hints that it was about to happen. You can't even tell from the music. Uh So your eyes were literally glued on the screen, hoping to catch anything from the conversation. And then it happens. So... A very effective jump scare indeed. One of my scariest jump scares came from the movie The Descent. It's a film about a group of women who explore this uncharted underground cave system and they eventually get stuck in it. And since it's uncharted territory, something must be down there. (laughs) Typical movie thing. (laughs) Oh, damn. Every time the monsters appeared, it was a genuine jump scare for me since I wouldn't even know what to do if I were in their situation. Inside a damp, hot cave, in the dark, and hunted by things you don't know. The film was well made and the actresses all played their roles so well that you could feel their terror just by watching them. This is an American film? Yes, and there are two of them. Descent 1 and Descent 2. <laughs> I've never heard of it. But it's yeah, I guess good. that's the end of our jump scare rant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you can't quite shake the fear off of you, try giving yourself a reality check and remind yourself that it's just a movie after all. Separate reality from fiction. Go online and check videos for the behind-the-scenes clips of the film so that you can again remind yourself that none of it is real. Watching behind the scenes always helps you see that the people behind the film are just as human as you are. Of course they're human. (laughs) Uh, Bloopers also help show you that no matter how scary the film is, the actors are just there to have fun and and show you a great film. Yes, correct. And that's it for tip number five. Do not forget that it's just a movie. Before we started recording this episode, I read an article saying that people who get a kick out of scary movies tend to be thrill seekers in general and are also risk takers. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So watching movies is an escape and watching horror is an exciting 
scary and thrilling experience rolled into one. So if you ever do have a scary movie marathon this Halloween and you're the type to get scared after, just remember these tips. We mentioned earlier how we would have a list of all the movies we talked about just in case people would want to check them out. I guess the easiest way to do this is to just have an Instagram post dedicated to this. Yeah, we do hope you try to watch some of them. Before we end this episode, let us go through the tips mentioned earlier for how not to be scared after watching scary movies or horror films. Yeah. Uh, Tip number one, do not watch scary movies alone. Tip number two, do not dwell on the scary parts. Tip number three, do not forget to dissect your fears. Tip number four, do not watch something you know you can't handle. And tip number five, do not forget that it's just a movie. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget to join our giveaway and tune in for the second part of our Halloween special, which will be streaming in just a few days after this, where we will be talking about our personal stories with... The Paranormal and the Unexplained. See you in a few days! AD out! Bye! (laughs) Podcast cover art by Cody Bundok. Music by Joshua Benzon. Editing by ADD.